The views in this podcast are just our opinions. Some rude language may be used, and we will try our hardest not to offend anyone. Hello and welcome to Just Another Night, a podcast with three nerdy friends who sit down and talk about God knows what at the topic of hand. With me is the delightful Idris. Hey everybody. And the wonderful Curtis. Hey hey. And your charming host, me, Toby. Today we'll be talking about... (laughs) Uh, so what are companies doing wrong essentially, or what they could be doing better, um, in terms of hardware, how they're pleasing the fans, all that sort of stuff. But I thought we would kick off today's, uh, se- segment with, well, considering we're all in quarantine, thus the slight lack of audio quality, if anyone's noticed any different, because we're all recording from home and we're using discord at the moment. Not to so, mention you've got Toby putting on a posh voice. Excuse me. No, I do it every week. <laughs> all um, fun and games, right? All fun and games. All fun and games. So, what do you guys like to do at home? Let's give our audience a few ideas. So, who would like to kick us off first, Curtis? Wang can play FIFA. What about you? Fair enough. Uh, well, I have recently read an article that Pornhub is now making their premium free so they can make people stay at home. To be fair, I reckon it's going to work. It would. I can't imagine why it wouldn't. Although I'd just like to point out that I am lying because I hate FIFA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as you've said many times before. Yes. Yeah, I just, I just don't get it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't get the concept of football or just the game, (laughs) FIFA? Just the game. Like, I understand football and I can get why people are behind the sport, but the game is just a bit crap, isn't it? Okay, well, besides from playing with yourself, Curtis, is there anything else? Uh, Just playing games, music, lots and lots of music, playing guitar, uh, scrolling through Reddit and looking at memes, to be honest. That's about it. It's always a good shout. Memes are good. Idris? To be fair, it's pretty much the same. It's just, you know, gaming away, reading up on comics, manga, um, scrolling through the internet. But honestly, I have to say, this quarantine's killing me. Like, I'm not really one to sit at home, so I really want to go outside. But I know, you know, you got to do what you have to really at this point. So yeah, pretty we much we'll have to make a sacrifice. Yeah, pretty much just been gaming all through the night and then asleep through most of the day. Fair enough. I do the same. <laughs> uh, who says that you can't? <laughs> you do, you cares. I just, I get tired so early now. And That's I've still got to do lectures. Day. Yeah, but I've got lectures still. Like, they're all online. It's so annoying. <laughs> You're not the only one in that boat. Yeah, ours were just sent to me. So, like, I've got them all as like, audio files on my um, university sort of server. So we can access them whenever we want. Not to I mention all of our deadlines got pushed back by two weeks. Yeah, ours haven't been pushed back by two weeks. All we've got is we've been given like, oh yeah, if you hand it in ten days, up to ten days late, you won't be marked down. But okay. all of ours are like web conferences, so you still have to kind of <laughs> sign in so that yeah, they can take a register. So yeah, I like the efficiency. Yeah, we I do not because to... shit. Well, that may be the case, but they're just making sure that it, you're not affecting your attendance or anything. This shows you still, no matter what, attending. It is quite yeah. nice to be able to go to a lecture and stay in bed. <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the one dream. So, so here's a thought, uh, guys and gals. Just start doing some online lectures and you can sit in bed. Enjoy it with a bowl of cereal. Oh, that's actually a good shout. I've seen a lot of uh, memes with students uh, doing their online lectures and it's just gone so badly. The most common one I've seen is like the girl, she goes to the toilet. I'm not going to lie. Why are you taking your laptop with you to the toilet while you're in the middle of a lecture? 
Oh, that is I a good that. point. <laughs> why? Is that, why are you is doing that? that? Well, I don't want to miss anything, but I also need to pig. Yeah, that's fine then. Just treat it as any other lesson. <laughs> well, I mean, if I could take the lecture while I peed, that I would, but sadly I can't. Yeah, yeah but, that's right. Uh, oh, good, sorry. Um, no but don't forget, you've got other, you know what the people in your class get, so if you have missed anything. Yeah, that requires the talking to people. Well, it's a good thing you don't do a podcast then, is it? Exactly. <laughs> that's exactly what we're talking about here. Well, there's also, um, well, you don't necessarily, you can always go out for a, a daily walk and just remember the one walk people, not two. That's where they get you. They get you on the second one. Oh, <laughs> this is for the UK as well. Like just in case yeah. people are from different, because uh, I don't know what the quarantine laws are in other countries, but here is amazing because you can only go outside if you need to get supplies or you're allowed to go for one exercise, but you can only go on your own or it has to be with a member of your household. Which is crazy. See, like I've I've got six in my household, so we should just go out for like three on three basketball. Yeah, to be you can do that because you're in the same household. It's a shame none of them like to play basketball. Well, now's a good yeah. time. <laughs> they might as well get that one form of exercise. But no, to be honest. Um, from what's been said in like the news articles and things like that, uh, like Wuhan, for example, they've now uh, taken off the lockdown measures, and it seems like quite a few of the countries over in Asia are about to follow suit as well. So it shouldn't be too much longer now. Mm, we have... I mean, mate, the reason why that's happened is because they shut down their country two months ago. We shut down yeah. ours two days ago. <laughs> but I'm hoping we're at a better advantage on the account of things are progressing a lot faster if that makes sense in terms of medication the people working on it granted like we did wait too long um to shut down but it is what it is yeah the thing is is it hit it took a while to kind of take a hold of the uk yeah. whereas it hit america and that first but because we're a smaller population it was a bit harder for us to get it and then obviously it's just spread like wildfire but this whole thing wouldn't have happened unless those people at the weekend all went to the beach so everyone went to the beach and then at that point our prime minister good old boris turned around and was just like all right at this point you all need to stay inside yeah they, they yeah. took it to an extreme it's just it, it's insane the entire situation is just mad true it is bad though when we were told to stay inside we should have stayed inside but at yeah. the same time if we're not being forced to some it's still a basic human right to be able to walk about freely. I get it, and I get yeah. we have to sacrifice. Just some people don't realise that it's a simple sacrifice we have to make compared to some sacrifices we've made in history. Yeah, I think the problem with it is mainly like the UK's mentality towards staying inside. Like, we've been told not to go out, and there's going to be so many people that are just there like, well, I want to, so I will. Like a good example of it is like uh, the influenza plague and then the Black Death. We didn't have such strong political views then. People just did whatever they wanted and lots of people died. Fair enough. Yeah, there was definitely like a lot less policing of things back then as well. And yeah, you're completely right on like the UK mentality because it's a case of. I mean, it's rare we get good weather. So the moment there is good weather, everyone wants their barbecues, they want to go out, they want to go to the beach and all that kind of stuff. So I think the weather being nice hasn't helped the situation either. But yeah, from what I've seen so far, like people are sticking to this lockdown. Kind of. It's, it's like, true. I think, I think a really good example of it is the fact that when Boris Johnson turned around and was like, all pubs are closing their doors tonight. This was on Friday night. They were like, oh, yeah, so all pubs closing their doors. We're not going to open over the weekend and we'll probably won't open for the foreseeable future. Everyone in a, a pub that I know of were just like, OK, guess we're all getting some Jaeger bombs in then. And everyone just tried to drink as much as they could in that one night. Like, you can still drink just in your own house. Yeah. You don't have to go to a pub. Yeah. 
Well, you don't necessarily drink at all to have fun. I completely agree with that. But That's someone who not. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, no, like, uh, that's the thing, there's solutions for everything. There is. But think of it as a, a sort of blessing. It's a great time to get things done in the house that you're into, like paint a room if you need that. Sort of, some spring cleaning, once in a while sort of stuff out. Yeah, like, everyone loves spring cleaning. Not, stop seeing it as a burden. More of us see it as a blessing. It's just like, oh, well, now that we've got some time off work, and it's not great, but get some stuff done that you've been meaning to get around to doing ever. Screw yeah, it. Like, if you've been meaning to make a baby, make a baby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah probably not the best I think start. that will take more than three weeks, mate. Yeah, I know, but it's a good start. <laughs> anyway, just what were you saying? I apologise for interrupting. Oh, no, it was just about Toby saying that, you know, if people are planning on making babies, make a baby. Like, that's probably not the best of ideas, because I feel like no one's down the line, a lot of people will end up regretting that decision if they're not fully prepared for it no Basically, one's ever going to saying is don't condone having a random child <laughs> <laughs> pretty much yeah, but no one's ever going to be prepared for a child coming into the world no but like well, I mean, from... some people are yeah like to a lot the, of them to an extent if they're planning it yes that's fair to people who are who are not that there's that thing but a child's a big response. Anyway, we're not getting into this now on this podcast. <laughs> but it's still an option that people could do something in the houses. Yeah, no, yeah, my, my point about it was that a lot of people, as soon as this lockdown got started, the first thing everyone thought of was like, yeah, let's all have sex and stuff. Let's talk about sex, baby. And let's be honest, that's just not social distancing. Yeah, but there's people in your household. <laughs> I mean, mate, you live with your mum and dad, so... Yes, um, I wasn't implying that I'd be sleeping with my parents, Curtis. There are people who have student homes and other things. <laughs> Stop okay, bringing yeah, this that's... to the worst possible way <laughs> ever. <laughs> it's just funny, though, isn't it? Well, no, because I'm quite concerned where your mind goes sometimes. To be honest, yeah, so is my psychiatrist, but sometimes we just have to go over things, don't we? That's true. Like, I'm personally trying to use this time to sort out my YouTube channel and, like, try and boost views. I mean, everyone's inside for three weeks, so why not try and... Yeah, it's true. Promote, you know? Same as this podcast. We might as well... Try the best we can with the quality that we have. Hey, it's... I reckon we're doing a good enough job so far. Mm -hmm. That's all we can ask for. Anyway, I... Oh, you go. No, no, you go. I was already replying. Oh, I was just going to completely change the topic and say, what are you planning on doing with your quarantine? You didn't actually answer the question. Uh, well, I've been cleaning my room slowly today. I've also been playing a bit of Doom and Animal Crossing, getting those hours in. Catching up with uh, TV shows, as you've heard sometimes. I've been listening to The Good Doctor recently. Or watching, yes. should I say, listening? We've all seen it on Twitter. Yes. Yeah. It's a good show. I do recommend it. I'm quite enjoying it. I'm thinking up new recipes. Autism! Try. Autism! I remember what it is now. It's autism! Bloody hell, you took your time what, with that wait. one. Hold on. <laughs> What's autism? So, you know when... Um, so, before... Just just for our audience, uh, I was talking to Idris before we came online about the good doctor and the symptom that he had. And I just just draw in a blank... Of what symptom he had, and now I remember what it is. It's autism. I'm actually really offended that you think autism is a symptom. Autism is like a full-blown problem. Not okay, not problem. Disability, because that sounds more respectable. But you can't. Well, it's called being on the spectrum, Curtis. Yeah, but it depends because being on the spectrum can mean from like mild autism to severe, severe autism. That's true, but. Anyway, that's what I remember. Well, I'm so happy you managed to have your uh, your little fit halfway through this. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm glad as well. But yeah, that's I do recommend watching The it. Good Doctor. The Good Doctor is good. No pun we'll intended. probably be tweeting about it more over the course of the week. Oh, no, no. Once we'll be on, it'll probably be about other shows that I start catching up with. But... What about your auditions? Are you, you still... 
maintaining them during your quarantine? Slowly, but yes, I'm still maintaining them. So for everyone that doesn't know, Toby is a uh, aspiring voice actor. So if you need anyone to do any voice acting, hit my boy up. Thank you, Curtis. So I think... For those of you who heard at the start, he does a really good posh voice, which seems to have disappeared now. (laughs) So apparently I put on this posh voice, but (laughs) that's a subject for another day where we jump into my psyche. But I think it's time for us to get on to our topic at hand today, which is, well, companies. More specifically, gaming companies and just around the hardware they just So we'll cover like stuff like Microsoft and things. So does anyone want to start us off <laughs> with a rant, essentially? Yeah. Uh, I think you Fuck know you. what me and uh, Curtis have in mind. Fucking EA. Oh, who's not wrong with it? But perhaps for those who don't know, perhaps explain your anger. <laughs> I mean, never before has a company threw in like so many. They, they've essentially stripped down games to force you to buy all the additional DLCs. But yes, yeah, they're not even additional DLCs. They're like they're necessary parts to the game. Agreed. Which is what fucks you over. Sorry, am I the only one that just heard something drive past Toby's house? Yeah, I heard that too. Uh, well, I heard what Idris was saying, that the, they were break, um, breaking up games which are necessary parts of the games and forcing you to pay them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't do much about the outside and people driving past. You'll have to bear with me. <laughs> See, yeah, no, uh, I feel like EA is just a massive money grab at this point. I agree. You come across a game of theirs where they're not trying to force you into all the DLCs and additions. Yeah, I, I think one of the perfect examples of that is FIFA. I know I'm talking about it again, but it's, <laughs> it's the ultimate team. So obviously I don't play FIFA. I don't really care for it so much, but you have to buy FIFA points to unlock characters for your ultimate team. Is my yes. understanding of it. I don't know if that's completely accurate. Uh, from the friends that I know who do play it, that is correct. And I think what's annoying about it is they don't seem to be bothered too much by it, but they're often very sarcastic, so it's hard to tell sometimes. But Okay, so FIFA probably isn't the greatest example of it. Um, essentially with FIFA, you do get the base game. Now... In the aspects of when you're making your ultimate team, that's more reminiscent to like, did you ever collect cards? Well, I know you guys did. You know, as a kid, you'd always collect cards and you'd open packs, that kind of thing. Yeah, like booster packs. That kind of nostalgia with them selling the packs. But no, I do agree on the account that they do charge an insane amount for the packs. Yeah, but I think more the annoyance is that that when they update new player stats, you have to buy these entire new sets of cards yeah. based on the player's stats changing. I think that's what's annoying about it, but then again, I don't play it that much, so I can't be 100% sure on it. I think another good example of it is Star Wars Battlefront. Yes, we've, yeah. there's been a lot of controversy about especially the new one. Yeah, like, you just you don't get anything with the game. No. And it's ridiculous. But... Also, I think if that's such an issue, I wouldn't say it's entirely just EA. No, a lot of companies do do that. It's, it's microtransactions ever since they came into fruition. It was ridiculous. Yeah. I th- I'm really sorry for saying this, Toby, but I think one of the ones that personally gets me is Destiny. Yeah, that's fair enough. I'm not disagreeing with that. Like To start off with, I... I could rate that it being a good game now, but it was more annoying to me the fact that when I first bought it, it wasn't uh, finished, and then you could buy things, but and then it became a good game after they released everything else for it, but I had to pay for it, and I completely agree with you. It's just, I think it's insane to charge someone 50, 60 pounds, like, for a base game, and then turn around and be like, oh yeah, but in order to get everything need to collect all the DLC, which in total, with a season pass, is an extra 30 quid. Yeah, which is not great. And it's not what they uh, See, said was going to happen. But the, it, one game I, that, 
A good example of uh, when that got uh, fixed was No Man's Sky. Oh, I was about to bring that up as well. Yeah, because let's look at face it, they didn't deliver on the promises. People were upset. Some people took it a bit too far. I will admit. Um, but now it's an incredible game, and no one had to ch- uh, be charged any extra because they saw that the mistake. Yeah, this is the thing. Like, although the publisher that made it is called Hello Games. Like, they're such a small company, and the fact that they released it and it flopped so hard because it just didn't have anything in it that was needed. I admit yeah, that it necessarily I, wasn't their fault. I remember playing that game early on the release. I couldn't stand it. Like, mm. it, it, it wasn't a difficult game. It was just, there didn't seem to be an objective to me, if that made sense. Normally with the game, there's like a clear objective. You know, you got to do this, you do that. With that, I found like, one, it's in some kind of sense too open, but at the same time, there was no sort of clear motive behind it. Like, it, it didn't really do well for me. Fair I enough. think I understand. Yeah. It, it was like, a di- bit difficult to hear you, to be honest. Yeah. Fair enough. But like, no, but I think I get what you were saying. Yeah, I was saying, like, one of the games, though, that I absolutely love, even though they done the base game and you do have the add-ons, but I'm still disappointed they didn't release all of the DLC together. And I think you'll probably agree with me on this case, but Spider-Man. <laughs> yes. Like, Spider-Man it was incredible. such a really good game and the story was absolutely great. But if they had released all the DLCs as part of the base game, it would have been so much better because it would have prolonged the game. Like you've got the Black Cat story as well as a couple of others that come as add-ons. Yeah, I think the DLC for Spider-Man is really, really good. But the my only problem with the Spider-Man game was the fact that I managed to get through the entire main story in 16 hours in one sitting. Yeah. Mm. Admittingly, you probably shouldn't sit down and play a game for 16 hours in one sitting. But, <laughs> like, it, it, was just, it was kind of frustrating that I could do it. Yeah, no, like, it was the same for me. I didn't do it in one sitting, but it was probably one of the quickest games I managed to get through the main storyline on. That's yeah. fair enough. Like, you do raise a very good point about uh, DLC, address, Um But it, it's hard to say in the sense of what can be added to it and what can be DLC, because the Mass Effect games, I would say, is a good example for that, where when you do get DLC... And I think the max I've ever paid paid for their DLC was about fifteen quid. Uh, but it felt like getting a whole new sort of uh, extra levels to it, where it felt like an an excellent add-on. Okay. So I don't think DLC is necessarily a bad thing. It's it's sometimes whether to judge whether it should be added onto the base game or not. Yeah, I think Mass Effect is actually a really really good example, and I think one of the best examples in it. Is- uh, you know when Shepard dies at the end? Yes. And it's like, regardless of what you do, Shepard will die. Yeah. And then they released a follow-up DLC to stop that, and then being like, yeah. oh, we get it, you want him to live, so we've given you this for free. Which is just like, it was literally an extra like 15 minutes of story, but it gave you the opportunity to save Shepard. Yes, there was an opportunity to save Shepard. No, I completely agree. It, it's it's stuff like that, but that was them sort of apologising to the fans in the sense, but I never had a problem with the ending. It was just it, sometimes you, you build up your expectations so high that you never live up to it, but I, I was never in that boat. But... Yeah, it, that's the thing, though. Like, it's personal opinion, isn't it? Yeah, it is personal opinion. Yeah. And it's the same with uh, what Idris was saying about the DLC. Like, if... I kind of agree with him. If it's not massively extended to the story, then yeah, it could have easily just been added on as a side quest. I think good examples of DLC being added is Call of Duty. Uh, packs. Oh, yes. That's fair enough. Because it's like, the my favourite Call of Duty game for DLC is probably Black Ops 3. And it's just because of the zombies maps. But it was kind of annoying because in Black Ops 3, they did the Zombie Chronicles, which was like 30 quid, and you got all, like eight or nine remastered maps from the other Call of Duty games. I thought that was really good, but the problem was the Black Ops 3 actual zombies 
it costs £30 for the season pass to get those four maps, which came with loads of multiplayer maps as well. If you're like me and you don't really give a shit about multiplayer and you just wanted to play the zombies, it was kind of frustrating to fork out 30 yeah. quid for four different maps. Yeah, and bear in mind you're paying 30 quid, which is near enough a new game altogether just for yeah. some maps. <laughs> In total, I've I must have spent about a hundred quid on Black Ops because I bought it on release day for fifty quid, and then two sets of thirty quid for the Zombies Chronicles and for all of the map packs and the season packs. So that's one hundred and ten yeah. quid. Yeah, that's that's a fair point. It some companies are learning from this mistake with DLC. Some are making it worse. It's not great. It's. I think it's a thin line of determining what should be a DLC and what can just be additional content. I think most games, if they're planning to put the effort in, should give quite a fair bit of free LDC to an extent where you get extra maybe maps or, in the case of Spider-Man, you get a few extra suits. Yeah, I think that that's quite a good one. Like, Spider-Man did give away some suits for free, like the Fantastic yeah. Four ones. Yeah. Which is again, it's just it's really nice of them to do so, and it goes also back on to the kind of like, as well. You've yeah. got um, some exclusive suits, kind of. So you didn't get you, you unlocked them early, but they were still available in the game. Yeah, which I thought was a really nice touch as well because I pre-ordered the game, so I had them straight away. But it's like you're yeah, not same, giving yeah. people something that's exclusive, especially for a game that's solely single player. Like there'd be no point because you can't even like boast about it if you get what i mean yeah okay well how about in terms of similar to on the track we look at two big companies like microsoft and sony they're both companies that have made mistakes but also at the same time they're very good companies for uh fixing those mistakes is when playstation had its a big hack uh issue if i remember correctly yeah, uh, yes uh back on the playstation 3 Yes, and yeah. they did, a, uh, I can't remember exactly, but I believe they gave a lot of free games out to apologise for the crash, or uh, what was it? Yes, if I'm so if you were a member of PlayStation Network whilst they had the uh, the hack, basically the PSN was down for about a month and a half while they were re like sorting out their security system. They had five games, and they were like, you can pick two of these games, download them, and then they're yours for free but you can only have two out of the five. And that was kind of the deal that they had for them. Because I remember that very, very clearly, because it was the first... Because Infamous was one of the five games, and that got me hooked on the series. (laughs) And then then we've uh, got Microsoft as well, when they released the Xbox One. Uh, Although that that was... was, a piss take. It was a piss take, but I think it was between poor communication and then not thinking through things quite clearly. Um, but then they fixed it because once the new head of Microsoft, uh, well, new he- head of Xbox Microsoft, as I say, took over, they've now shown that they realised the mistakes and they're now slowly fixing it by bringing out more games and giving us more for it. And we got the uh, Xbox Game Pass because of it, which shows us plenty of free games we can get. This was the thing, though. When the Xbox One was originally designed, it wasn't a games console. Yes. they Because it was called the Xbox One because it was the one system that you would need because it was supposed to be an all-out media player as well as gaming. Yeah. But they realised people didn't really give a shit. Like, if you wanted a DVD player, you'd buy a fucking DVD player. Not even that, but because of the era it's coming out in, most people have smart TVs now. So it yeah. makes having those additional features obsolete in an Xbox. That's fair enough. And it, it does make sense. But they've now moved on to the point where, because if we look at it now, there is no console war because Xbox itself doesn't see Sony as a competitor anymore because they believe that cloud gaming is the next step for them. So they see Google and uh, I think it's Apple now, is it? Or... I can't remember the third company. What they said was, um, because I read that interview as well, um, they've dismissed Nintendo and Sony, and they've said that Amazon and Google are the prime competitors for cloud gaming. Yeah. But speaking of cloud gaming, we saw what Google threw out, and it was a piece of shit. Yeah. The problem is it still hasn't been fixed. It was irrelevant. 
Yeah, like, that is very I true. The launch of both Xbox and Stadia, and I think they both had massive problems. Do you guys remember the first press conference where they were releasing the Xbox One? Yeah. Uh, yes. I think the biggest thing that happened in there was them turning around and being like, this one has to be connected to the internet once a day. Yeah. And you can't yeah. use it offline. Like, it has to be online all the time. And that was one of the biggest draws that made me nearly get a PlayStation 4 up until the point that they turned around. They were like, all right, we're scrapping that idea because we just really bollocks. Yeah, because the thing yeah. with that is, without it, if you weren't online either, you couldn't play your disc games. Exactly. Which was another major drawback. I think it wasn't necessary, but this is what I was saying. It's a bit of a miscommunication because it wasn't necessary. You had to be online once a day it was to give you a bit more of an enhancement essentially but i think that was the miscommunication but then in the end they did scrap that to help things out which was part of the problem anyway but we uh mentioned nintendo earlier and i i have to say out of all companies that i've come across i i, I love nintendo as a company they do really good work i am very impartial to nintendo if i'm honest fair enough is the care to elaborate curtis so I think their games consoles, like, besides the Switch, because I think the Switch was an incredible idea and the way they've pulled it off is amazing, but most of them have kind of been trash. Fair enough. Like, I, the 3DS I don't know was I... sick, but only when you took away the 3D aspect. Like, the 3D part of it was shit. Yes. I think that's more personal opinion, because I know... When I had my 3DS, like, I played all my games in the 3D mode. Bear in mind, like, a lot of the games I was playing were the Pokemon games, so, so it was, like, uh, Omega Ruby, Sapphire, um, so a lot of the more newer generation games that suited the 3D on it. I never saw it as, like, a downside, but I See, do agree I've... with... Sorry, go on. Uh, that I was, That's the main things that I played as well. I think the only good addition to the 3DS, as opposed was the analog stick yeah and I, the faster I do, processing I, like power. I think i'm with idris on the the sense that it's going off the basis um down to personal opinion yeah, yeah. probably to be fair uh, you, but i do agree with you but uh sorry just carry on yeah i was gonna say did you ever play the xenoblade chronicles yes i did I that did was not. a really good one because it was a game that they remastered essentially for the new 3DS because of that analog stick. And again, it was a game that worked so well on it, and the 3D was really good. I'm not going to lie, my main love for Nintendo is Pokemon and Animal Crossing. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. But I think one of the reasons why Nintendo does so well is because it doesn't necessarily compete with other companies because it's able to let's face it because they are able to bring up the almost the exact same game each time refresh it and people still come by and buy it yeah because like mean, you said the same as cod and fifa yeah i'm not saying that's not the same as cod and fifa i'm not saying there's anything wrong with it but i would say they're the masters of it because let's look at it pokemon like bringing out new pokemon every time is fine but entirely the base game it doesn't change that much yeah, I, to be fair, I can see where you're coming from. Like, and I'm, I'm not ever going, to, I'm not saying that as a, a bad thing because they're good at it and it shows, and it's probably one of the reasons we're good at it because they can keep making me come back because I'm like, i not always, like I've said, the biggest fan of Pokemon, but I'm always willing to go back to a Fire Emblem game where at the same time it's just a different story but pretty much the same base game. I guess so. My problem with Nintendo is mainly hardware if i'm honest like yeah. i hate the controllers for all of the original consoles like <laughs> yeah i would agree with you on that i'd say the way the gamecube controller is a is a much better thing than using a pro controller in my personal opinion yeah yeah I'd, I'd agree with you there because like on a switch i can't stand the joy cons so i have got the pro controller but even with the pro controller it seems to lack a bit but the thing that got me with Nintendo isn't so much like the... It's more the portable consoles that really brought it in for me. 
because I never really got into Nintendo until like Game Boy, um, you know, the DSs and all of that. Sorry, not Game Boy. Yeah, Game Boy. Yeah, Game Boy. Yeah. Um, so it was more so like having they had the better portable console, if that makes sense, because it was always fun to have a breakaway from the TV, like to be able to just go outside, have your DS with you, or have your Game Boy and just play on that. See, they were I, never. As... Sorry, go on. As as much as I agree with you, like about the whole that they are much better doing portable consoles. I think you are forgetting about the PSP. Yeah, no, I did like the PSP, but I wasn't that big a fan. See, I loved it. Like, it had Dexter on it, which is sick. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. So we talk about a lot about the product, but let's talk about some companies uh, in the sense of how they are actually run. And I would say probably... The worst example of sometimes how it's run is Blizzard and the way they laid off loads of their staff after having uh, record sales and, in fact, making a lot of profit. Yeah, Blizzard are bad. Yeah. Yeah, like, Blizzard's not one of the greatest. Like, they have produced pretty good games. But in terms of like their company reputation and whatnot, it's not great. I sometimes get the sense that they they just don't care because that's look at it, the most recent debacle with uh, World of Warcraft Reforged, where they showed these amazing changes that they were going to do to it, and then when the game came out, we got shit, and essentially they're not going to try and fix it at all. Yeah, they they literally turned around and. Plain writing without saying it, turn on and just gave us the middle finger. Kramer, they haven't been best at sort of communication between themselves and their fan bases. No, I, feel like I would agree. There's few companies that do go that far. Like Nintendo are quite good at it, they do a lot of things involving their sort of main game directors and stuff, and they'll do like yeah. these. Only when it comes to sort of the launch of certain games do they do it, though. But, you know, these little sort of interviews and, like, animated video shorts with, like, a director and a game character. Yeah. Blizzard don't seem to do anything that involves engaging their customer base. I completely agree with that. sit back and, like, let things happen. Personally, I don't really like Blizzard as a company anyway. Like... Yeah. Not in just a sense of them being a company, but also I don't like the games that they produce. That's fair enough. Okay. But that is mainly like a personal bias. Like, yeah, I've never really got into the Diablo series. World of Warcraft's all right, but I feel like it's just not the MMO for me. Fair yeah. enough. No, um, I I completely understand where you're coming from, Curtis. But you you can agree the way they sometimes treat quite ridiculous. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with that. But I also think that that's, it's kind of like a bigger problem. Like a lot of companies are doing that now. Like, yeah. have you seen all the stuff about GameStop? Uh, no, I haven't actually. Please elaborate, Curtis. Okay, so GameStop are basically fucking people over. So all of their uh, employees work on a commission. If they don't reach their commission, they get sacked. Oh. Oh, and basically the commission is like they need to be selling more pre-owned consoles than brand new because they make more money off them but a lot right. of the time they're actually refurbishing their pre-owned consoles so like they'll buy them in broken they won't check them they won't fix them and they'll just sell them again they force <sighs> you to buy a warranty on stuff when you don't need it because they have to change it anyway because of the law and it's just it's not very good. I th- There's a guy on YouTube that talks about it an awful lot. Um, I'd recommend giving him a listen if you ever get a chance. Who's the uh, guy? His username is Camelot331. Right. He is, uh, he's a very, very good YouTuber. He's quite new. But okay. I rate him. I think he's really interesting. He also talks a lot about uh, the current scandals going on with Amazon. 
Oh, I must be quiet. Are they, what, the current scandals with Amazon? You don't know about Amazon? No, I'm not entirely sure what's going on with them. Oh, bro, so much bad shit. So there's, like, there's people that work on the factory floors. They have to have, like, they've basically got bottles of their own piss next what? to them. Because, yeah, so they, they don't have the time to go to the toilet. Like, they get shouted at if they go to the toilet. There was this one guy who fell off a forklift, uh, smacked his head open. So because he couldn't work, they sacked him. Like, instead of giving him sick pay and all of this stuff, they were just like, yeah, no, you can't fulfill your contract, so you're gone. Bye. Well. Considered it gross misconduct because he's not fulfilling the contract because he's broken his head because they didn't, like, give him the appropriate PPE to wear whilst on, on the job. Well, that is absolutely disgraceful. Man, yeah, they, they've always tasties. had um, a lot of stuff surrounding their their warehouses, especially about how they're sort of, you know, their uh, ethical environments and things like that. Yeah, bear in mind the geezer that owns Amazon is. You'd think that he didn't care a little bit more for his staff, considering. Yeah, you think the majority. I'm of not going to lie. Um, I've seen a picture of Jeff, uh, was it Bezos? Um, I think so. And uh, one of my mates brought it up, but he pretty much looks like a real-life Mr. Burns, so it it suits the uh, nature. Now, that does explain the South Park episode more. I watched on it, and uh, it makes a lot of sense now. See, there we go. The more you know. But yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd recommend giving this this Camelot geezer a, yeah. a listen to. He's got a funny accent, so uh, I think better. I may have to give him a listen because if Amazon's doing that, that's absolutely disgraceful. Yeah, it's it's not the best sort of situation to be in. No, it's not. But part of the problem is that when someone says that they're hearing about this build stuff, they're still using Amazon and stuff. So half the time, sometimes it might be better if we just stop using their services altogether and things might change. It's not so much as that as well, though. It's like you need to make sure it's coming from a reputable source because you don't know how much of it is true and how much of it is just rumours made up by people because that's the kind of society we live in where there is a lot of fake news now. Yeah, that is true, and I do not disagree with that. It is it is a blurry line when it yeah. comes to companies, but... At the same time, when we do know it is true and it has been confirmed, there are times where we can, if they're not willing to change, we can stop this and just boycott it because I think sometimes people don't realise the amount of power that they have. But what you also have to understand is when it comes to large corporations such as Amazon, they're, they're not just invested in an online shopping retailer. They're also actually at the forefront of technology uh, in terms of that's their main project. So they do a lot of R&D, which does go towards various different sort of areas of technology, such as, you know, your PCs, mobile phones, satellites. They do a lot of work there as well. And so as, as it may be to say, okay, let's just boycott a company. You need to take into account how many of the corporations that company owns, where their hands are. Um, like Pepsi, for example, if you look at your sort of soft drinks, the majority are owned by either Pepsi or by Coke. True. So it's never a straight thing of, yeah, let's just boycott it and that will, you know, put them in the place. They'll still get their money from elsewhere. Yeah, it's like, I think one of the best examples of this to kind of like relate it more to you, Toby, is Disney. So you hate Disney and you're like, oh, I don't want to give them But everything Marvel comes from Disney. Yeah, that's true. And they also own like half of National Geographic. Yeah, yeah I do. I, I do agree with what you guys are saying. Like, um, but sometimes it's small battles in other areas. If you can, I'm not saying that I I get what you guys are saying, but sometimes maybe just uh, boycotting one bit can make the whole bit of difference in some areas. Okay, uh, but I've got I've got a really good plan, guys. Go so, on. Right now, this coronavirus thing, yeah, it's taken over the world. <laughs> Let's boycott it. Let's not go outside. Yeah, I'm down. If I think if everyone in the world boycotts the coronavirus and doesn't go outside, say hello, 
we'll be okay. Well, as long as people do that, it works. But what so, I'm saying is so- I'm not necessarily saying that I, I do agree with you guys again, and you make incredibly good points. And you are right, but sometimes just maybe being online and saying, oh, this is terrible, sometimes if you show your support, it actually can make a bit of difference. Even if it's not making a difference to the company as a fact, it shows that people have the power to do stuff. Yes, no, that I'll agree with you. Um, you're more likely to get something across with word of mouth, and not any word of mouth, but negative word of mouth. Yeah. Um, anything positive tends to get dismissed, but anything negative, it goes over. So if you take, for example, Virgin Trains, uh, I know back when I was, well, last year of uni, was the year before, one of our modules, because we do marketing, we were looking into Virgin Trains, and it's a company that's complained about a lot. You've only got to go onto their Twitter account and make a complaint, and they'll refund you. Whereas if you go through their normal channels, such as calling customer service, you're not going to get anywhere. Yeah. Purely for the fact of your complaint on Twitter is public for everyone to see. And they understand that negative word of mouth is going to travel a lot faster. Yeah, yeah this, this is already true. Like, uh, I've got a personal experience of this, and it's all, which is jokes. So <laughs> when I was at college, I, was, I went to college in Stratford, and I lived in Leamington. And the trains there were always cut off like all the fucking time there was about a month straight it was december i remember because it was fucking cold and i had to get coaches to and from college and it was so irritating (laughs) so like i tweeted chilton railways really really angrily i've deleted the because i'm not a cunt anymore yeah Uh, that's debatable (laughs) (laughs) but i tweeted them really really angrily and it started this like mass tweet thread and everyone else was joining in being like yeah chill railway put your shit out within like a week they'd fix the trains yeah i'm not saying it was me but i think (laughs) it's definitely a a contributing factor yeah no 100 that's fair enough like i'm not saying that verbally saying stuff online is about necessarily a bad thing. It does make some word of mouth spread it easier, but sometimes it's not always the answer when you want to, in the sense, boycott something. Okay, but Toby, you got to look at it from this perspective. If you boycott something, it's not the ones that are in a position of power that can change you that it's going to affect. So take Coke, for example. If you boycott Coke, their sales are going to drop fine. If their sales drop, they're going to lose money, so they're not going to fully pay people's wages. Meaning their factories and, you know, sawing houses, they'll lay a lot of people off. The owner of Coke isn't going to bat an eyelid because he makes no difference to him because he still makes money in other avenues. So as much as people want to boycott, it's not going to be the best thing for your regular employees who will then be out of a job just because, you know, you decide to take that stance. Whereas if you were to post something online, you know, generate a mass following, then that's a whole different thing entirely because they have to act on it. And the way they have to act on it would be entirely different to how they'd have to act if you were boycotting a company. But how do so I get what you say, but how does that make a difference in the sense of boycott because all you're doing is just yeah. complaining and yeah, but- so sometimes it is in the sense that you complain, but some people just back complaints to the side. Okay, and... so I can't really say a lot about this subject, but if you go onto Google when we finish this podcast and have a look at <laughs> the past week and look at the stuff that they've, what's happened. Oh, I've been reading what you've uh, been doing. Don't you worry about that. Yeah, so that's, about... that's a really good example. Obviously, we, we can't discuss that, but it's a yeah. really good example of it. So if that will help you get your like mind around it, then it's not necessarily my mind's not going around it. I'm saying that okay, maybe boycotting is not the same way. And I get what Idris is saying; it would um, affect other employees. But having a word of mouth and a massive following. So, but look at it this way: so you build up this massive following, you uh, and the company decides to even ignore this. 
and then you stop buying stuff, it's still the same problem. Like, yes, that having this massive following shows that it's causing a problem and online's more verbal and people are following it and it helps. But it's still sort of the same thing because if they just ignore your complaints online, it's sort of still the same thing. The thing is... They can do that. No, no, but online, it's harder for them to ignore the complaint because so if you boycott something, there's no direct communication or response. Whereas online, if you were to make a complaint, if that's left and no one's responded to it, and it's still generating more and more people, like, for example, uh, Curtis's thread that he mentioned, if they had basically continued to ignore that thread, it shows the uh, company off in a much worse light. So it forces the hand into replying, into having to make a change of some sort. Yeah, because if they don't reply, they're going to be used as an example as a bad company, and no company wants bad press whatsoever. So they're forced to reply. That's a fair point, but to me, it still seems like the same thing. Like it's just a diff a different platform to do it on. I completely agree, and I think. Both of your points definitely stand. I think that neither of them really work without each other. They didn't complain. That, I can agree with that. Because they wouldn't know. But if you make a complaint and then everyone boycotts, that's when they have to change up. Because at this point, they're getting negative press and they're also losing sales. See, from like my experience and stuff, boycotting's had a major effect on employees more than the heads of the company themselves. It's that kind of world we live in, though, where those running the organization don't really have to do much and they'd still make a profit. This is yeah. true, but they're not going to make a profit if they're not getting any. Like if, if every avenue dries up, their banks dry up. Yeah, but like, again, with your, like it's okay for your smaller companies, but for your major companies like Amazon and whatnot, you know, like I said before, they've got other avenues to get in their money. Yeah, that's true, and I'm I'm not saying that that's not true, but so sometimes it's I get that yeah people it's possible to people to lose their jobs, and people can be afraid of that, and it's happened. But all I'm saying it's a possibility. It's still maybe the same way uh, if you do it via yeah. online, as because I do see your point, and having that online presence does make it more easy for them to communicate back and see the problem. As well, if it's just a few people outside the the company or not buying a few things, then yes. But it doing that way and making the change may have some effect, but it it's still sort of the same thing that it could still lead to the same thing: people losing their jobs, regardless. I have a question. Yes. What was the original topic? Where companies <laughs> <laughs> and what they're doing wrong, essentially. I meant for that conversation because I'm so lost as to what we were talking oh, about. Now. So we were talking about Amazon and then we were talking about um, essentially that if we boycotted, it could end up bad for staff. And I do agree with Idris, it could end up with that. It's it's a tough topic to, to yeah. pick a side. Like, okay. I, d- I don't think Idris is wrong, but I necessarily don't think he's right. And I'm the same. I, I'm not necessarily right, but I'm not necessarily wrong either. What the I way you put it, Curtis, was eBay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> but the way you put it, Curtis, was probably the best way. But you see, with like every company and even the games companies are doing it now. But I think it's probably easier, maybe in the sense because they're some of them are more willing to change. Yeah, I would completely agree with that. Like, there's a lot like, of minute that are going through that where they're like, "Oh, we're changing. We're trying something new." I think one of the biggest examples of this is Bethesda. And yeah. although it's not a good thing, like, so they, they made Fallout 76. I think we've spoken about it on here before, where yes. it, it's it's just bad. Like, I'm a massive fan of Bethesda. They are my favorite game company. But even when they released Fallout 76, and I paid £150 for the Power Armor Edition, got very angry very quickly. Yeah. Like it's it's all well and good trying something new, but if you you fucking fix it, like that's just one of the basic necessities. Yeah, you know, I completely agree. It's 
a sense of if you make the mistake, I think it's important owning the mistake and telling people how you're fixing it. I think yeah. that probably shows more commitment to your fans than to me any day. And again, the most obvious example of this is No Man's Sky. Like, I feel when it comes to talking about games doing badly and getting better, No Man's Sky is the perfect. And I mean, literally, I've never seen anything like it in the gaming industry. Yeah. Like, games come out broken all the time and then they get fixed slowly. Like, even Fallout 76, they did fix it. Like, they added in bits and tried to make it a little bit better. But with every fix came a break. No Man's Sky, it took them like a year and a half, but they've completely changed the game around. They've made it the exact thing that they wanted and it's now perfect for what they wanted to release. And with no additional cast? Sorry, yeah. They were definitely a lot smarter on how they'd done it. Like, normally, like, Bethesda, for example, like, they're continuously putting out updates, whereas No Man's Sky, they they completely stepped back, remade the game, and then put it out, rather than doing all these small little updates along the way. Yeah, like... There's, there's studios that do that. Like, if you look at Zenimax, so Zenimax are the ones that are in charge of Elder Scrolls Online. When yeah. they did the exact same thing, like when it first released, that game was broken. And I'm talking like fucked. I don't know if either of you two played it when it. No. Okay. No, so I can't say that I have either. <laughs> I got it on release day, obviously, because I'm a nerd. But. <laughs> When it first came out, I bought it, I installed it, I tried to play it, and fuck me, was it difficult. Like, the whole game, it just, it lagged from start to finish, which is, it's going to be a problem if you're playing an element. Like, sometimes you need to expect lag in the worst of times, but it was literally consistent. I didn't even get through the tutorial before I was like, this is fucked. And then I played it about a year later, and they'd fixed all the problems, and now they're consistently bringing out they're consistently bringing out more updates to the game to make it better. Like, uh, they've yeah. just released a massive patch, which was basically, it changes the way that they patched the game. So they completely made you reinstall the entire game, but it's a lot smaller, which means that they can patch it in sections instead of patching it overall, which means every patch that you do is significantly shorter, and it also increases load times within the game. Okay. Ah. And it's just, it's one of those things that, it, like, it's such a small thing to do, but it's so considerate to everybody else. And yeah, it just goes definitely. to show that if you release a game that's fucked, you can fix it. It is possible. It just requires time and effort. Completely agree. But I think we've gone a bit... Ne- uh, it's a nice thing... Um, so we went a bit negative to start, but we're slowly bringing it to more positive. I think continuing that positive train with companies, I think it's nice when they, in a sort of sense, reward dedication. Because... Not too long ago, I read about uh, this old lady who had played about a good, like a lot of hours, essentially, on Animal Crossing, and to show their appreciation for the dedication of the game, that the for the new one that's just come out, they put um, named a character after, essentially. Yes, I saw that as well, and. But it's not the first time uh, stuff like this has happened. They've uh, something that's probably quite close to you as well, Curtis. Is um, with uh, Skyrim, they a couple named their baby Dover Keen, didn't they? Oh, they did. I love that little girl. <laughs> and the the company responding quite kind. For her. I can't remember what exactly they did for her, actually. Oh, uh, so what they did is they because they did that. They were like any other Elder Scrolls game. They- you're going to get sent to you on your preferred console for free. So it's, it just goes they to show. Just see it as like worldwide marketing. True, they may they may see it as a good marketing, but it also it does show kind of a kindness to these dedicated few people. Yeah, but this is the thing. Like, I I honestly think Elder Scrolls is a really really good example, especially if we go back into like the DLC sort of thing. Yeah, like they released such a large base game, and from that, pretty much all the DLC that was released has been massive as well. Like it goes back on uh, Morrowind and Oblivion. Like all of them had really big DLC packs, and it was back from a time when it was it was more okay to release DLCs and for them to not be like insufficient and really shit and small. Fair enough. I mean, there were the occasional ones, but they were normally quite cheap. Like in Oblivion, you could buy horse armor for like two pound fifty, and it was literally DLC that made you put armor on your horse. Okay, Edris, you were saying? 
Yeah, I would say with Elder Scrolls as well, another thing that benefited them was the uh, Elder Scrolls Plus, is it? You know, the additional subscription. Uh, I'm not familiar with this. So it's ESO Plus and it's only on Elder Scrolls Online? Yeah, but like with them doing that, it meant you didn't have to continuously pay for DLC. Plus you're earning money for your microtransactions. So that was like another massive bonus to Elder Scrolls and the way they laid their sort of game out. That's fair enough. Yeah, so with the way that ESO works is you basically have, you've got loads of like little DLCs and you've got major chapters. So you can buy the major chapters and then it's kind of like World of Warcraft. You know, they release new chapters every like so. Yes. Yeah, so it's the same sort of thing as that, but they are also releasing DLCs that are really small. So stuff like the Thieves Guild and uh, the Dark Brotherhood, their DLCs, if you subscribe to the ESO Plus membership, I think it's £10 a month, then you get access to all of those DLCs for free and any previous chapters that aren't the current chapter that we're on. So we're just going into Greymore, which is Skyrim, and that will be released in a couple of months. And as soon as that comes out, it means Elsewhere, Morrowind, and Somerset are all for free if you've got the ESO Plus membership. But you just have to nice. pay Greymore. Not that I know a lot about Elder Scrolls Online or anything. No, cl- clearly not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a so good game, the guy who uh, talked to Toby into getting a PlayStation just to play Elder Scrolls Online with us. Yeah, and ironically, we've only done it once so far the entire time. <laughs> All I'm saying is I still log into ESO every day, so... I... That's fair enough, but it, it's stuff like that against rewarded, and it just it just goes show when companies do things right, it pays off for them. Yeah. It's... There's always ways to fix it. Like, I feel like sometimes... Things like especially with Blizzard laying off all their stuff, especially when they made profits unnecessary, stuff like that is despicable. But sometimes it's not always the end of the world, and you shouldn't prepare for the worst case scenario because there are ways to fix it. Yeah, I agree. Like, and I think some a better way. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, there is. Um, but I also would say because not all the companies are like so. They do do terrible things, so we'll never deny that some of them do. But sometimes us as fans aren't the best either. And we could be a bit more patient and not always slate everything that comes on. We don't like it. Because I'm not going to lie. Like, yeah, if you want to voice your opinion, that's fine. But don't think that everyone cares about your opinion online. Mate, that's a really bad thing to say when we're doing a podcast based on our opinions. That's true, <laughs> that's, but that's just to say, this is just our opinion. If people want to listen to it and agree with it, that's great. <laughs> but at the same time, it happens. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll give you that, but still. like, It's just it's not a very good thing to say when we're doing this, is it? <laughs> yes. Fun times, eh? But, um, but the point I'm making is sometimes... We can get it too far because look at No Man's Sky. Now that's a great game, but let's face it: we fans sent the actual developer death threats, which I think is a bit uncalled for at times. Yes. Oh no, definitely. Like fans can one hundred percent be vile, and um, I think that that's the sort of point that I'm making in the sense that voicing our opinions can be good, but to an extent. Yeah. Did you ever hear about the guy that developed direct- Flappy Bird? Uh, you that? both spoke at the time. We'll start with Idris first, and then we'll come back to the Flappy Bird thing. Idris, you were saying? Well, I was just saying, it's only ever positive when it's directed correctly. Um, yeah. Like, I know Curtis was bringing up the example of Flappy Bird, but another one I was going to mention was Jar Jar Binks, for example. Everybody yeah. sent the actor death threats for that to a point it made him suicidal. The thing is, the actor's there to play a role He's got no control over the character itself. True. So when people voice their opinions and they unnecessarily take it out on those who weren't involved, that's when it can yeah. lead to a negative. Whereas, take Sonic, for example. Nobody liked the way Sonic looked. Thankfully, yeah. as far as I know, no one sent death threats to the company. But again, they still went out of their way to redesign the, the hedgehog. That's fair enough. Curtis, you were saying about... Oh, yeah. Sorry, I was just going to say, it's just a case of directing it properly. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Curtis, about Flappy Bird? 
Uh, so, did did you hear about the developer and what happened? To uh, it? I think yep. there was there was some issue with the because it got so addictive. Some people were blaming him for it or something like that. Yeah. So because it was such a hard game and it was so, uh, everyone was getting really angry, was sending him like stuff on, and he he just dropped off the face of the earth. Like he was so proud of Flappy Bird and he was so happy with it. So when he yeah. released it onto the App Store, he was he was kind of glad. And then after about two weeks, obviously, you know, it disappeared. Yeah. The reason it disappeared is because he took it down because he was like, I don't want any part of this. Like my entire life, all I wanted was to just produce games and just kind of get on with it. I didn't want to be famous. I didn't want any of that. But like it's caused so much publicity to me that I just I don't feel like my life's private anymore. So he just completely ditched all social media and just fucked off. No. I completely agree. Well, looking at the time, we've had quite a good-spirited debate across the board. I, I, this is probably one of my most enjoyable ones that we've done so far, actually. It's probably the one that I know the most about, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Um, but to end on some light notes, just to remember to always try and be positive in the correct ways. And be patient at times. Enjoy the isolation. Catch up with some good, uh, good games, some shows. Uh, maybe check in with family over the phone or something, just to don't see how to they're the house, doing. Especially if they're old. Yeah, don't go to the house. I'm not saying go to the house, but it doesn't hurt to check in once in a while with each other. Do it by email. At- see if they can yeah. read it. <laughs> look at us three. <laughs> this is a way for us to keep checking in with each. other. Well, I hope everyone enjoyed their time. So please uh, give us your uh, comments uh, on this subject uh, on our Instagram address. Yeah, that's just underscore another night. And our Twitter, Curtis. At just another NI. Oh, just well, underscore another NI. Sorry. Under- and we hope we you enjoy your isolation the best way you can. Goodbye, Wash everyone. Hands. Wash your Stay hands. Stay well, yes. All right. Bye. 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 bye.